the blast from our past network. Codrite! Codrite! Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are two super fans giving you every single episode of Seinfeld back to back to back to back to back. And we love Seinfeld and you love Seinfeld. And I'm sorry for Seinfeld. I'm willing to say I'm sorry for Seinfeld. I'm Adam. I'm Corey. <laughs> Today we are talking season nine, episode nine, The Apology. It first aired December 11th, 1997. If you're listening to this, this is on our free feed. Um, and we appreciate if you guys are wanting a little bit more Cartwright at Sunfold podcast into your life, go check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cartwright for more Adam and Corey, and for more Seinfeld podcast in your life. Especially since the next episode will be Patreon exclusive, and that's Festivus. Ooh, that's a big one, baby. <laughs> yeah, it All is. All right. All right, Corey, for the apology, I would love it if you could give us that synopsis. Yes, the apology. George demands an apology from Jason Hanke over an old dispute Jerry learns the difference between good naked and bad naked. Kramer installs a disposal in his shower. Elaine's co-worker fears her germs, and Putty admits he's a germaphobe as well. This is probably the best one. James Spader guest stars. All right, I'm glad they made sure. To, if they weren't going to do a James Spader <laughs> yeah. guest star, I was going to get pissed. And, and, like, of all the ones they call out, this is probably the biggest because James Spader is a fucking huge name. Now, granted, movie-wise, well, I'm looking at things from more of an 80s movie standpoint. Moving, but even his 80s movie standpoint was a very oh, smallish no. culture movie. No, but oh, they boy, were not James huge Spader was movies. huge. No, just some off. kind of wonderful dude. Fuck like, off. Oh my god. All right, well, Adam, not an 80s child, uh did not know, but yeah. I was born in 85, bitch. Yeah, so James Spader huge fucking name from the 80s. But definitely became more of a TV guy later in the years. My question though dude, is how fast did he lose wor- his hair by the way? <laughs> His biggest work has been in his last like five years. Not five, last last like decade. No, yes, that's, that's his like between, his current stuff. But that's no, not. All right, all right, maybe not best decade, dude. Between Boston Legal, The Office, The Avengers, and Blacklist, those are his biggest fucking things. Those are bigger than any of his fucking eighties movies. Guys, go check out uh, Tough Turf. Uh, go yeah. check out uh, <laughs> The New Kids. Go check out Some Kind of Wonderful. We cover Tough Turf and The New Kids on Podcasting After Dark. Uh, James Spader, big deal in the 80s. All right. Pretty in Pink and Mannequin. I'll give you that. Pretty in Pink and Mannequin. The other things, those are cult movies. Those are smaller. Those are nothing movies. James you don't Spader, me. You don't. special guest star. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are fighting. We are bringing the heat already. And now let's bring our breakdown to this episode. At the apartment, Jerry is making waffles, making breakfast, and we meet his girlfriend, Melissa, played by Kathleen McClellan. Sorry, I I had my wrong paper out. I had the other one out still. I See, Corey, how this works is typically I set you up and then you talk about the actor. Yeah, yeah. So... I looked her up. She's in, like, nothing. 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 I wrote down small parts. That's <laughs> yeah, it. She's... and I wasn't even going to bring her up because I was like, okay, well, she's in nothing. <laughs> yeah. Which is, yeah, that's really weird, man. She's, like, got, like, barely any credits whatsoever. Talking about barely. Yeah. She's got barely anything on. In fact, she is fully nude. She is in the buff. She is a uh, at-home nudist, I will say. And uh, Jerry... He's loving every minute of it. Of course he is, because right now he's only seeing the good naked. <laughs> yes, he is. Now, all right, we'll talk more about good naked, bad naked. Oh, yeah, we, um, we'll talk about it when we get, to, we get to some examples. All right, so Jerry 
talks to George about this whole living room naked. And George has never had living room naked. He's had bathroom naked. He's had bedroom naked, but not living room naked. And, um, and I love how Jerry goes, oh, it's a scene. And it's kind of like he, he, he it's kind of <laughs> like he almost taps it. The way he says it, it's kind of like a beatnik sort of reference. And then later mm. on, he'll kind of bring it back uh, with another okay. beatnik reference, which I'll call out. But I always liked, I like how he delivers. He's like, oh, it's a yeah. scene. I mean, I like how George says, it's like you're living in the Playboy Mansion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, Elaine comes in with Putty. Apparently, they're currently back together. Mm-hmm. And this season is an on-off, on-on-off with Putty. And cool, it's on right now. Uh, we apparently, this guy, uh, Jason Stanky. <laughs> it's Hanky. Stank- yeah. Sorry, Jason Hanky. <laughs> no, it's funny. AKA you're right. <laughs> Stanky Hanky. George calls him, or somebody calls him Stanky Hanky. <laughs> yep. Uh, he called to apologize to her about something for standing her up, um, on, you know, on a date. And he's apparently going through Alcoholics Anonymous and he's going through his 12 steps. And one of those steps is atoning, uh, you know, for issues and whatnot. So he's going through that right now. And George is excited about that because he believes he is entitled to an apology because, um, Hanky made an entire joke about George going to stretch out one of his, you know, sweater neck holes. His cashmere just, sweater neck holes. Yeah, exactly. Which those are expensive. I know. We, what, we know that. From what has been established. <laughs> yeah. We know and that. so he's expecting payback for that. Yeah. Right? And I, I love how they get into this, like, debate about is it the head? Is it the neck? Like, and Elaine and yeah. Jerry are just tearing into him. It's, it's really, it's funny. Elaine's... Elaine's on fire in this scene in Monks. Like, she's destroying uh, George. Well, he does have a pretty... He's, yeah. he's got a Corey Stevenson-sized he, head. Yes, yes. I have a thinner neck, but I do have a giant watermelon head, so, like, no one should ever let me wear their cashmere sweaters, not only for the fact that my moobs would push out the chest part of it as well, <laughs> but I would also tear the neck hole. But also, come on, George. Like, you, who goes to someone's house and asks to borrow a sweater, too? You borrow a jacket, like, or uh, or you just I don't know, be normal and just stand there and cross your <laughs> arms. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's a terrible person. <laughs> uh, I have a pretty thick neck. You have a thicker um, neck than I do, but I have a fairly small head. Like my head is um, a, uh, what was it seven and one eighths or something? I think I can't remember what my size was. It was pretty small okay. compared to yours. Yeah, mine's probably uh, nine to- or something. <laughs> <laughs> It's not. But, yeah, we'll have to measure head size later. So, all right. Anyways. When you come to visit, we'll do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Bo- that, both heads. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Elaine that was a sex is in joke. an all. What is it? What is it? Oh, so both it was a heads? sex joke. Both heads. Both. Oh, you're yeah. talking about my penis yeah, head. Yeah. Buddy, Buddy. We're both not there. I know. Are you, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, know. Ki- I know. Really? <laughs> we're both average white guys. I know. We're, yeah, we're 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 both going to, um, you know, disappoint the each, ladies. We're both going to disappoint each other. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not, I don't care. I don't. I'm, yeah, whatever. If you have the monster, good for you. You have the, a sea dragon. Good for you. Anyway, back to Seinfeld. Uh, Elaine is in, you know, an all-female bathroom uh, with Peggy. Peggy's from back. Work. Yeah. We saw Peggy back in the old the, the, Susie, yep. Susie episode, whatever that was called, um, season eight. Uh, and so it's just the two of them. They're the only two that are going to use it. And then we see Susie goes to use the toilet and she grabs one of those little seat protectors to sit on. And uh, Elaine obviously is offended by that. Of course. Of course. I hate the seat protectors. I refuse to use them because they just feel so wrong to me. Yeah, and it's funny because, and I'll probably elaborate more and more this episode, I am a bit of a germaphobe, um, but if I have to, if it's an emergency, I'm like at the airport and I have to use the bathroom, I'll just wipe off the seat. I'll find a, I'll find a good one. I'll wipe yeah. off the seat. I, I never use the seat protectors because I, I don't know how they work. Like, I don't understand why my, my defecation is falling on it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand what's happening <laughs> with, like, that flap that's hanging down in there. I don't know. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm afraid it's going to touch me. I don't know what's happening. And I, I feel like no one's ever explained to me properly how to use them. So I don't yeah. like using them as well. 
No, I and I do the same thing. Like even when I'm at work or whatnot, I will wipe down the toilet. Even if it looks clean, I still. Oh, yeah. I mean, give it a courtesy. I like wipe. to wipe it down. A courtesy wipe down with it with just part of the uh, you know little bit of the toilet paper. Um, but I just I don't I don't like not sitting on the regular plastic feels off. I feel like I'm going to slide off. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, all right. At the cut to the apartment, uh, Kramer was in the shower for an hour, like an entire hour. And this, I, you know, that feels like a Kramer thing, but like, I am not a, fa- I'm not a slow shower guy. I'm a fucking regimented quick shower guy. I go in for business. Yeah. Like I'll say, I typically also, when I poo, especially if I poo when I'm at work, I poo like for speed. I poo for speed. <laughs> I love how you keep saying poo. Like how you're saying it. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, we we've had this discussion before yeah, about yeah. the. But we're both not. We're not the type of guys who sit there and like read a whole novel on the no, can. No, yeah, the we we thing. get in and we get out. You know. Yeah, with a shower, I'm the same way. Same way. I'm I'm the same way with the shower. And they start talking about how many minutes it takes. For yes. me, yeah, it's I I've actually weirdly timed it because it's more of like a someone sent me a text i replied jumped in the shower and then when i got out i kind of checked oh how long did i take i take like nine minute showers man like Mm -hmm. and they're consistent because i do what i gotta do yeah i think i'm actually probably even quicker than that yeah um because yeah i scrub an hour your fingers are gonna get so like (laughs) yeah fuck it but that is a kramer thing you know Kramer, there, there's a whole water thing with Kramer, okay? Yeah. So, like, we have talked about when it comes to there, – there's this whole discussion with Kramer of, like, I only take baths, which obviously was not true. Yep. Um, yep. We established that was kind of either bullshit. But between the water pressure and the shower pressure, that's a whole important thing for him. Yep. Swimming in the pool slash the Hudson Bay or yep. whatever it was. Water – is a part of Kramer's life. Oh, the fucking um, the hot tub in his goddamn when, like when he falls asleep it, in it. Yeah, yeah. Falls asleep in his hot tub. Like this is a normal thing. And I will say one of the faults for this episode is I felt like I've seen this kind of thing at least with the whole the whole water and the shower and right. the spend the time in it. I feel like I've seen this with Kramer before. Yeah, I I get what I'm, I get what you're saying. I, I even though it's a different setup, but it's still sort it's, of. Similar. It's still a a yeah. water based storyline or yeah. plot he, line. He for wanted Kramer. to spend all day in the fucking hot tub, and then now he wants to spend all day in the shower. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He just wants to be in the that's, water. Yeah. That's not that different. Yeah, exactly. We've seen this joke. And and as somebody who's now watching the boys, he's kind of like the deep. Yeah, he is like the deep, the water guy. Yeah, the water guy. Yeah, yeah look at me. <laughs> Who was a fucking complete asshole to Starlight. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. And then he get he gets his comeuppance. He does, in, he in does. General. Yeah, so. God, I, yeah, I got. I haven't watched season three, but I I, I'm, I just started it. season two, so yeah. And I, and I need to get through. I need to get through Stranger Things before I dive into uh, that one. And so there's just so much good shit. Yeah, we're and then we're waiting mm-hmm. for the, sort of the next half of Stranger Things to get closer, and then we'll gotcha. we'll start Stranger Things then, or because you know well, we yeah. start season yes, four, thing. I should say. Here's the thing: you say we, I say I. Keisha does not like the horror mm. stuff. She does not like Stranger Things. So I have to watch that one on my own. I watch the boys on my own. Um, together, her and I are watching Ted Lasso. She has not seen that. We plowed through season one. We're probably going to plow through season two very soon. Um, but, like, you know, we it, I have to go through some of those shows that I fucking love, like the boys, like Stranger yeah. Things, etc. I have to watch solo. And so I have to find the time. When can I do that solo? And then it takes – they, they all build up. I, I think – Myra would would rather be watching more horror with me than we actually uh. do. Um, and by the way, I've never seen Ted Lasso, but I've heard that the showrunner said that each season um, is based on a original Star Wars movie. So season one is based. We're, we're talking, I think, thematically. Um, go, you can look it up. He's he talked about this. Okay. I think it's based thematically in sort of like pacing wise on a new hope season two is based thematically and pacing wise on empire strikes back and season three will be return of the jedi i've never seen ted lasso so i can't confirm this but i know he's a that the showrunners said that and now it makes me actually want to watch it more interesting all right i just i literally we just yesterday finished season one so when you i'd seen before so when you start season two just keep in your mind how is this how does this how is this connected how does this parallel empire strikes back 
Cool. And I've heard they're only going to go for three seasons. And, and they the said show. the next, the last one will be Return of the Jedi. And and I will say the, uh, the one of the showrunners, Bill Lawrence, also created Scrubs, which is one of my That's, favorite sitcoms yep. of all time. Yep. So, like, I am into this show. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. I'm Tim. And I'm Dean. And we're the hosts of Talking Back. We're a retro-based podcast covering movies, comics, video games, and more. Check us out every Monday where we hit the rewind button and dig into some of our favorite content from the past. We like to keep things fun, lighthearted, and informative. Do you feel like you need more nostalgia in your life? Then check out Talking Back. We're available everywhere podcasts are found. I'm John, and I'm the host of Action Action. Every week, I'm joined by James. hey And Dustin. Hello. And each week, we review, debate, and rank a different action movie. We're creating the ultimate list of action movies. From awful to awesome. So if you want to hear three more white guys with beards talk about action movies. And argue about where they belong on our list. And decide you hate us because we've made fun of your favorite movie. Join us every Tuesday, and you can find us on your favorite podcatcher. And Steven Seagal is a joke. <laughs> all, right, all right, let's get back yeah. to Stanky Hanky um, and Seinfeld. So we're still in the scene with Kramer talking about a shower. That's where we kind of went on our diatribe. Um, Elaine comes in, complains about Peggy, and then overall Kramer discusses that he wants to. He's going to try and actively figure out how can he get faster showers yeah because they all say like he's like how long did you take uh, lane's like 10 yeah. minutes jerry's like 10 minutes and i do like how lane's like he, he's like i don't know if she says smell me or whatever but kramer does get to smell her and my only note for the scene is i want to smell lane <laughs> you cr- fucking sleazy scene. i know <laughs> so yes all right we then cut to jerry and melissa are playing scrabble and she's doing it naked naked have you ever played naked scrabble I, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think I have either, but I mean, I do plenty of stuff. I'm not super naked. There's another person in my household who mostly does that. Um, oh, really? but, um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, and then here's like some debate on the good naked versus bad naked. Melissa starts coughing, coughing, and Jerry is visibly disgusted. Well, And also her cough is gross, too. It's like that... <laughs> Thick cough, you know what I mean? I was like, ugh. Sure. It's like a hack. Like, there's something There's yeah. something in the lungs. Sure. We cut to Monks, and he explains that naked coughing, it's a turnoff, man. And there you go. That's the, the second half of like that beatnik thing that he, he did, yes. and that's all there is. It's just these two pieces. Yeah. But I like that. Sure, sure, sure. So um, it's like a fat guy catching the cannonball in slow motion, you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. that would never turn me on or whatever. Yeah. You yeah. know, and, so. and I do. And it's funny because in my waking life, my real life, like I do think about this, this phrase, like good, naked, bad, naked and everything. I realize that a lot of the season nine stuff is, is really a part of my DNA, but that'll be something we talk about in our season nine wrap up show. So. Yes, yes, it would. But I want to discuss good and bad naked right now, you and me, um, because I am vehemently and I, I well, mostly vehemently a there is no bad naked. But when I really, really think about it, <laughs> there, there's some bad naked. Now, granted, Jerry's bad naked is not as bad as my bad naked. Like, I, I think her coughing. I'm fine with that naked. Her opening up a jar of pickles and getting a welt, not that naked, not that, that's not bad naked. Her working on a bike and getting her skin caught, not a bad naked. There's other, there's bad nakeds that like, all right, I'm trying to think of like, what is bad naked? Uh, I'm thinking of like leg lunges. Leg lunges would be one of them. Leg lunges. (laughs) Okay. Some athletic stuff. Okay. Literally, I was thinking like you're doing um, hundred meter dash. Because shit is flopping uh, side to side. Yeah, it's a man. Yeah. It's running side to side. It's going like the muscles are weird. And for women, too. It's just like it's crazy stuff. Like that is not attractive. I don't find that hot. Enclosed, yes. Yeah, enclosed is fine. But, 
But when it's not, not so much. But like most, I would say my ratio of good to bad naked is probably like an 80-20, if not more. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm probably, I think most guys are probably with you. I'm with you too. But yeah, yeah. And I, I, but there is a good solid 15 to 20%. Eh, you don't really want to say. Yeah. Like, okay. So I would say it depends on the gender. Yeah. Um, Male squats. Not a good naked. No. I don't want to see that ass. I don't want to see the balls and dick drop No, below. nobody. But a female naked squat, I'm fl- I, I got no, watch that all day. I got no problem with. Got <laughs> no problem with. Naked vomiting, probably don't like that so much. Eh, I'm into some weird shit. I'm cool with it. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Anyway, all right. So you pick your own uh, line for good and bad. Yeah, and actually, uh, guys and gals, leave us a comment uh, on our either our Patreon or Facebook, and let us know what is a bad naked and what is a good naked. Just give us an example, one of each. Sure. Yeah, one of each. All right. Then in comes Jason Hankey, as we talked, played by James Spader, who is obviously more popular now than he's ever been. He's not much of an '80s actor. He is literally uh, the biggest actor that he is now because of the amazing stuff he's done recently. But man, he um, lost his hair in like less than ten <laughs> yeah. years, right? Like it was, yes, it, it was fast. It hit him because he he still he looked pretty good. Yeah. with his hair in this in '97, and then <laughs> yeah, you see him now, and it's like, oh yeah, you're like a George. Yeah, he de- he's definitely he now he's more no he's more like the the what's his name the the swimmer guy that Elaine dates, um, and then his hair she he was shaving oh, his head. Oh yeah, well yeah yeah yeah, yeah that guy yeah um, yeah yeah sure. Were you I, an I, office I guy? Did you watch The Office? Oh, I've seen I've seen every episode of The Office probably. Multiple times. Okay, so, Jay, yeah. Spader. Robert California yeah. is who he played in that one. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty good. So, uh, I, And I also, I mean, he's the voice of Ultron in the MCU yep. and stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So, it's good stuff. He's awesome. Great actor. Yeah, no, I love so, James Spader. So, anyway. Um, but he apologizes to Jerry about something very trivial. Literally, something that doesn't matter. And then George, he's ready. He's awaiting his apology. All right, that's it. And then he walks out. <laughs> doesn't say anything. <laughs> All right, at the at the apartment, Kramer is down to twenty seven minute showers, so he's more than halved his time on the shower. So good for him. But but he uh, has but he's he has, still working on it. He has soap behind his ear. He and does. He does have and sun. soap running down his leg. You know they had to create something, you know, like an apparatus for that gag to work. You know, he's still lathery. So yeah, um, yeah. So Jerry has to go over his method in the bathroom and whatnot. And uh, then George comes in all mad about Hanky and all this shit. Uh, But, you know, Kramer needs more info. He's trying to figure out shit and he's trying to work on it. So he's going to try to gather more um, research. Yeah. And I I thought it was cute when Jerry's showing him in the shower, like what he does. And he's Uh, like, yes, I like that scene. Unlike a cat, use the water faucet to your advantage. You know, gravity exactly is, is your friend. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Do you wash your uh, do you wash your wash your shins? Oh yeah, yeah. Because I use a loofah, so I just wash everything. You know. Okay. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a... I I almost. Oh my god. I'd never wash my shins. Oh my god. I can't. <laughs> oh I can't remember the last time I've actively washed my shins. Jesus, get a loofah, man. I I pretty much I pretty much stop at like my knee, like literally, because I get you go down. What do yeah, you wash your I, like, feet with? I don't. I, <laughs> gravity takes care. <laughs> Corey, the soap all runs down. But it doesn't get scrubbed in. <laughs> but, like, I'm not a loofah. I'm a bar man. And so I grab the bar and I just uh, soap with the bar. So I I have a bar. and You're not going to want to use yeah. it because I call it my butthole soap. So I use my entire body is the loofah. And then I have one bar. And it only has <laughs> one job. The, so when you come uh, to visit, you might want to. Br- I know I'll give you a new fresh clean soap, but I'll, don't use the other ones. Do not use the other ones. I'll, I'll, I'll see. I will use a wash rag, or I'll use something else then. But um, at my house, I'm just a single bar man, and so it's face first, and then I typically go to the arms, and then down the chest, and obviously the groinal region, and then the back and the butt. 
Um, and then like the thighs and the legs, and, and I don't go lower. <laughs> the gravity I don't does go the rest. lower. <laughs> <laughs> the rest they can fend for themselves. Oh. They'll get clean. Oh, Keisha, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> what for my dirty calves? Like my fucking a man. They look. They're fine. They're clean. Man, soap runs down. Ke- Keisha, when he comes up to visit, I will show him how to use a loofah. <laughs> oh Jesus! You know what? I hope you do, bitch. I would love that. I would love for you to show me in a first-hand way. Right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, Elaine in the office. Uh, you know, is uh, still having this issue with Peggy. Um, she ends up grabbing Peggy's water, moving it aside at one point. Peggy, freaked out by that, throws it away. But then, later in that same scene, she's willing to drink Walter's water. His backwash um, water. His backwash water yeah. uh, from the same bottle. So it's obviously not a problem with just germs in general. It's Elaine's germs. Exactly. And hey, you know yeah. what? I, I will say, also, Peggy, not racist. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that is true. All right, at Monk's, George sees Hanky, um, you know, in one of those side booths. Oh, yeah, the, and, the B booth. <laughs> yep, the B booth, C booth, D booth even, <laughs> um, and goes up to him, calls him out for not apologizing. And, you know, the, for the whole neck hole incident. And Hanky doesn't apologize. He's basically, you know what? Well, he kind of apologizes. I'm sorry that your bulbous head was going to ruin my sweater. Yeah. And I... Fucking, I'm fine with that. I am too. I'm. I, my only note for the scene is I'm with Hanky on this one. Oh yeah, yeah. George is. I mean, we, I think all of us agree that George is wrong. Yeah. On this. Yeah. And so that's where we kind of we enjoy seeing him kind of dig his grave more and more. Yeah. Which unfortunately also takes Hanky down with him too. It does. <laughs> and, it which does. is ultimately what we want to see from George. And it's you funny. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, at the YMCA, Kramer is taking notes. On other men showering, these random guys. This is a and, funny gag to me, honestly, because yeah. we know it's it only works because we know how innocent technically this is for Kramer. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly, and then it works even further because we cut to him having a black eye. Yeah. <laughs> um, my only issue is they ruin a steak when they put it on his eye. I have you? I've. I've I've, I've, I've never, never done had, that. Like, I know the whole steak on the eye thing. I don't understand never why it. it works. I don't know. I don't know what it is about it that is supposed to like work. Is it just because it's cold? Then put it's like cold the compression. Peas. Then you can put it the... is just cold compression. And, and it's it's just cold. And, and the fact that it's just, it's like it can kind of move a little bit or something. Sure. So they can kind of like form a little bit. But you're wasting steak. But you're wasting a whole fucking steak doing it. Yeah. I've I have had like maybe one black eye in my life and you just I, you put a bag of ice. Yeah. That's all I've done. I do not waste like literally. I would never waste good meat. Yeah. on my fucking face. I'm I'm with you. I never understood the whole put a steak on it type yeah. of thing. Yep. Um, we see Melissa fixes uh, Jerry's bike and has to crouch. And Jerry's one of the bad is bad nude is crouching. But honestly, it's the way you crouch. I have seen some very good nude. Yeah. crouching. Yeah, like strippers. In my day. Like stripper crouching. You know, they know how to do yeah. it. Oh, they do. Do you think she oh, got her do. labia caught in there? <laughs> she does she does mention you don't want to catch that skin in there or whatever it was um no i don't think it was her <laughs> like why would literally why would her vagina be right up next to the gear i don't know i clearly don't know anatomy <laughs> or she has to have one monstrous labia yeah like a yeah, like a porn star <laughs> the wizard sleeve but, yeah labia majora um yes labia minora no um yes there we go anyway sorry uh so let's see uh jerry though he's mentions he's seen too much too much also yeah she she tries to open up a jar of pickles it she said oh that's gonna leave a welt and he's like i've seen too much and so obviously nudity nudity has is not as enticing to him anymore it's 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 beyond um the sexual kind of only the sexual appeal yeah and i guess it kind of goes back to the whole thing like if women 
never like wore tops like if society had it so that breasts weren't like always covered would we still be attracted you know to breasts you know at the same time and it's the idea that if it's being covered is that's what we get attracted to but yeah i i it's and because they kind of draw back on that later but mm-hmm. yeah i'm i'm with jerry though i do like a little bit to the imagination i think uh you know it's nice to have a little bit of imagination i would say for the vast majority of people it helps but I'm a free the nipple guy. Yeah, like me too. I'm all for it. Let it let it hang out. And I've actually had people like talk to me, and my wife talked to me. She's like, "Well, you know that means you 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 know you might see your you know you'll see your mom's nipples or your sister's sure. nipples." And sure. I'm like, "Yeah, but if I get to see every other nipple, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I can look away. I don't yeah. give a fuck. I don't give a shit. <laughs> give me them nips, baby. <laughs> That's the one thing I miss about living in L.A., man. During that uh, time frame where the that whole like brawlist thing sort of happened." Man, I was living in North Hollywood. Chicks were just walking around in those loose-fitting tank tops and going into stores, bending over. I'm just like, what is happening? Just nipples everywhere. If I was a kid, at that, I would have died. I would have fucking had a nosebleed and passed out. I waited my entire <laughs> life to see this many nipples. Now they're just all at me. And you know what? Never got tired of them. Never got no. tired of them. Nope. It's a beautiful thing. Free it, baby. Free it. All right. We all got nipples. Elaine confronts Peggy, who thinks that Elaine has been with a lot of men and that's why she doesn't want to be around her. Doesn't like her germs. And Elaine pushes back. She's like, well, fuck this. If you think I'm uh, so gross, how about I, she rubs her butt on the keyboard. I'm sure you immediately wanted to sniff that keyboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then puts the stapler in her armpit. And then uh, probably the best bit, I think, she coughs on the handles, both the inside and outside hand- candles, and I think that's of the door. She's a that's fucking good. maniac, bro. She is a maniac. So, all right, George, upset about Hanky, talks to Jerry about it. Um, talks about his problems with, uh, or Jerry mentions, um, you know, uh, his own problems that he has to deal with Lady Godiva. Um, now, do you know the story of Lady Godiva? No, huh? Okay, I, I didn't even actually. I didn't even like that. What he said shot right past me. I didn't even hear exactly. that. So, George, yeah, George was talking about his own issues with Hanky, and Jerry's like, yeah, well, I'm dealing with Lady Godiva and yada, yada, yada. Um, so Lady Godiva is the legend that this one uh, woman, I think it was in England, um, she rode the streets um, of her of this town naked on a horse, oh. only covered by her long hair um, to combat the oppressive taxes her husband were putting on uh, it's people okay. like his people. Okay. Um, and actually the term peeping Tom came from that story, uh, because allegedly there was a, you know, she asked all of the people to stay inside and not look, but one person named Thomas watched and kind of was the voyeur and watched her nakedly ride through the town. Okay. And so peeping Tom became a term from that um, Lady Godiva story. Interesting. And now we have the, the, the Godiva chocolates. That is true. And they're delicious. They are. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, George, though, suggests that Jerry should try to show her bad naked. And, you know, he mentions, oh, I've got this belt sander. And I'm like, why the why, fuck would you have a belt sander? Why does Jerry in that small one-bedroom apartment have a belt sander? But, yeah. oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But he, he's going to show her belt sanding nude is gonna is not going to be good naked. No. So, All right, Kramer uh, calls from his shower. Apparently, he has decided to go the opposite direction. He is not going to deal with shorter showers. He's just going to shower all the time he loves being in there um and he's got a waterproof phone and all this kind of stuff and here i'm just like okay and here is the point where i'm just like i've seen this before yeah 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 it's a it's a it and i didn't even think about it until you brought it up but you are 100 percent correct it's a water-based storyline for kramer interesting yeah never thought about that but that's very interesting we surprisingly we get a lot of them. Yeah, it's really weird. Actually, <laughs> when you actually think about it, it's really weird. Jay Peterman mentions that Peggy is out ill, and you know she's sick. Uh, Elaine talks about all the things she did and talks about how Peggy is a maniac. But literally, we see 
She, Elaine, is the actual maniac. But you know what I found weird about the, this scene is that, like, you don't, you get a reaction from the, the guy sitting next to Elaine, but I mm -hmm. wish you, we got a reaction from Jay Peterman being, like, disgusted at all the things that Elaine just said she, she did. Yeah, I agree. Um, we literally have Peterman in this episode for a very short amount of time. It would have made sense to utilize him a little more as opposed to the person sitting next to Elaine. Yeah, it was. I didn't know why they focused on that guy, not, not Peterman, but yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. We wrestled the demon Pazuzu in The Exorcist. Your mother is in here, Karis. Would you like to leave a message? I'll see that she gets it. We hooked the fisherman killer, Ben Willis, and I know what you did last summer. Oh, you got a letter? I got run over, Helen gets her hair chopped off, Julie gets a body in her trunk, and you get a letter. That's balanced. We survived a summer away with the angel of death, Angela Baker, in sleepaway camp. Look what I did. I packed you and your cousin some goodies for the ride up to camp. Wasn't that nice of me, hmm? But we ain't seen nothing yet. Join Alex and Dean of the Return Revenge Resurrection Podcast as we go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the ever-resourceful Michael Myers. I shot him six times! Be there as we discuss the Halloween franchise in its entirety, from John Carpenter's beloved 1978 classic to David Gordon Green's epic forthcoming finale. I shot him in the heart! We cover it all. The good, the bad, and the bloody. Return Revenge Resurrection, a podcast that slashes its way through horror movie franchises. You don't know what death is. New episodes every Thursday, available wherever podcasts are found. I told everyone! All right, we cut some monks. Uh, George talks to Hanky's AA sponsor, who he says is boss or his supervisor or something, because he doesn't know how AA works. And ultimately, he is complaining about not getting an apology. Well, he, he's complaining that James Spader is bebopping and scatting all over him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. He, he uses that analogy a couple times. I know. Um, I know. It's kind of funny. But he suggests that, uh, but the sponsor suggests that George should come by to a meeting. And of course, George is thinking, okay, this will be one of the AA meetings and I can kind of call out uh, uh, Hanky yep. at this meeting. Yep. Kramer is in his shower and he noticed that all the shit that he's got, because he's spending all day in the shower, it's clogging up the drain. And, and he's on and the phone with Lomez. Again, yeah. third fucking Lomez reference, three episodes in a row. Bob Sacamano must have... You know what? Maybe Bob Sacamano stopped being friends with Kramer and became friends with Jerry after the uh, Chicken Roaster episode, <laughs> because we haven't heard yeah, anything yeah. since. You're right. The Chicken Roasters was the last time we've heard of Sacamano. And then all of a sudden, Lomez has taken over. Yeah, Lomez, man. It's his new new girlfriend. It's his new flavor of the week. Yeah, interesting. Interesting. All right, at Jerry's apartment, Jerry is naked, too. And, uh, you know, he's going to try his belt sander. But Melissa's like, uh, no, 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 no. She shoots him down, and she kind of talks about that's not good naked. Yeah. So she knows the difference. She believes she is all good naked. And honestly, she probably is all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, at the uh, anonymous meeting, it's not an Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> yeah, I, it's I rageaholics. I, I labeled the scene AA meeting at first, but no, it's it's not. It's an RA a meeting. <laughs> exactly. And I love rageaholics. I love what George yeah. says. I'm not here for rage. I'm here for revenge. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, exactly. It's all true. He is a very, he's a rageaholic. It's something that we've seen. And then the, he's heightening his rage, you know, for this episode. Yeah. Um, but from what we've seen from George, it's pretty accurate. <laughs> yeah. He should probably be going <laughs> so, to this meetings. Yep. George complains about all this situation to Jerry and he's obviously completely filled with rage. As I mentioned, um, Elaine comes in, talks about, uh, so yeah, Elaine. I do like how Elaine comes into Monks, and she's uh, and Jerry's like, "What's wrong with my body?" And Elaine's like, "Chicken wing shoulder blades." Like, what's your next thing? You know. And I love how immediately she had that locked and loaded. 
She does. And she explains that the female body is a work of art and that the male body, it's hideous. It's simian. The male body is utilitarian. It's for getting around. It's like a Jeep. And to this day, anytime like like I will just reference a male's body being like a Jeep or being utilitarian, mm -hmm. whatever. But it's from this scene of Seinfeld yeah. right here. Nice. And and it, it, I agree. The female body the female form is amazing. It's beautiful. Yeah. The male form. Well, I don't know. I, I find the male form beautiful because I'm into bodybuilding. Yeah. But at the same time, it's not like an attraction to it. Like, I'm not yeah, attracted yeah. to it physically. Yeah, I get it. I, I can understand it. But at the same time, for the mass majority of, like, us regular guys, it is hideous. Yeah. Yeah, because you're, you're talking about, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know, and whatnot back in his prime and exactly. whatnot. But we're talking here about your your average Joe Schmoes. And yes, I do like how Joe. George goes, some women like it. I like how Elaine says sickies <laughs> <laughs> yes but yeah you're right you're right the average body the average female body is awesome yeah even the average the, female body is awful. yeah even the average female body is amazing the average like you have yep. to be there's only one percent of the male bodies are actually attractive yes and uh really her comment to kind of tie into here is she calls it hideous she also calls it simian yes yep, that's yep. the thing to remember it's simian yep. so all right all right um so uh, for Kramer to solve his issue with the crap down plugging the drain, he tries to install a disposal. And so he calls Elaine's apartment to get Putty. And I love that they start off the cut to Putty and he's just staring. Just sitting by the phone, staring <laughs> off. And I've seen so many people use this as a meme. Uh, you know, like, like I'm just waiting here for something. They'll just show a picture of just Putty just standing there, sitting there, staring off. But, dude, this is this is like peak putty i i love this kind of putty right here exactly i mean this is yeah fully formed putty i mean he's been pretty much yeah, fully from, formed the from the beginning but um like we know that he just likes to stare off yeah that's right that's right he just likes to stare off <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we see and yeah so he, he kramer calls him and he says okay i will um you know i'll talk you through it and so he's going to talk him through installing a disposal. The garbage disposal in the shower. And there's good dialogue here where he's like, oh, you must be, that's a misprint. You know, like he already knew his mm -hmm. shit like right out of the gate. And yeah. I love how he's like, hey, like, like go for putty or something. He's like, hey, it's Kramer. He's like, I know. You know, he's like immediately, he, yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, putty then talks about uh, to Elaine that the office got a balloon bouquet for Peggy and, you know, she discusses this whole situation with Putty, who talks about being a germaphobe, and he's a recovering germaphobe. And I, this is a weird thing for Putty because I could never see him being a germaphobe, also being a mechanic. Uh, but whatever, it's a little quirk in that they tie into Putty. Yeah, yeah. And then this is probably when I connected with Putty the most right here. I was like, oh, I'm a germaphobe sure. too. Yep. So they talk to Peggy and Putty kind of relates to her. And I like that they kind of end up just ripping into Elaine yeah, the entire time. Both Putty and Peggy rip into Elaine. It's great. Yep. All right. At the apartment, Jerry and Melissa are both wearing clothes. They're like, oh, isn't this nice? Um, but the problem is he can't stop fantasizing about her being naked. But when she sees Jerry, she can't stop thinking about him acting like a Neanderthal or like a monkey, like a simian. Yep. If you will. It's great. So. And then when they cut to the next scene, it's it's still in Jerry's apartment, but it's a time jump. Um, I like how Jerry's eating a banana. <laughs> I was like, that's mm. good right there. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Kramer talks to Jerry in his shower, or Kramer's in you know, doing his shower phone, and he's got the disposal working. And we see he's got a head of lettuce, <laughs> and he's got all this oh, other God. shit. There we go. So, Cray, or so George uh, then talks to Hanky at, at Baskin Robbins. Yeah. <laughs> we are currently at Baskin Robbins. And he's, uh, you know, he's there. And he's obviously, or he's definitely, you know, talking in a sarcastic response um, to George and all this kind of shit. A kid comes in. Did you recognize the kid? Yeah, it's fucking DJ from Roseanne. <laughs> exactly. Michael Fishman. Uh, he hasn't done a bunch of other stuff. But between Roseanne, that's all you need, yeah, it, man. Yeah, Roseanne and the Con now the Connors and everything. This yeah. dude's been pretty much working his entire life on one as one character, essentially. 
Yeah, on as DJ, like the youngest kid. Especially like show. when you look up on IMDb, you know how like when you first look an actor up, they'll give you their first their four things, their biggest things. Yep. Like it's like Roseanne, the Connors, and then like number three is like this episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but you're DJ from Roseanne. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. So uh so George, you know, just talking to um, to Hanky, and he realizes, you know, he didn't get a real apology, and so he keeps pushing. But at the same time, the kid is asking and pushing for his to try to get some ice cream, uh, and George is being a dick, and you know he talks about, and then ultimately. Hanky snaps. Yeah. He hates step nine, he says, and he's like, fuck it, I need a drink. Where's the rum raisin? The I rum? like that yeah. line. And he climbs into the fucking cooler and shit. It's great. I love it. I love how he just exactly. rages. Rage, he almost, he essentially rage quits life right here. He basically gets on the wagon. Yeah. Or, yeah. or is he getting off the wagon? <laughs> I, fuck it, I can't remember. So. All right, Elaine uh, gives a you know salad to Putty and Peggy or Kramer, and them are all eating it together. Um, it's it's and, weird that they're all like at Elaine's couch versus like any kind of dining table or something. Yeah. Like they have Peggy over. It's because it's like they're like you know what? we don't use we only use the Elaine set for here. We're not gonna build like another part mm-hmm. of it. But it is weird how she has this like thing like Kramer, Putty, and Peggy come over to eat. It's weird because she doesn't do a lot of stuff with Kramer one-on-one like this, but it's here for the joke. But it's also kind of weird mm-hmm. that they're all just sitting on the couch and not at a table. I agree. I agree with that. Doesn't make too much sense, but sure. Yeah, it, it's one of those yeah, Whatever. sitcom, sure. They, exactly, sure. The gag is they all end up finding out that Kramer made this meal in the shower while he was bathing. And so the germs... Are you know it's 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 sending flags for Peggy and Putty. They're both freaking out. Well, it's great because when P- Putty spits it out, he starts going germs, germs as it like cuts away and everything. It's like does like a sort of a fade cut, you know. I was like, I love which, that. Which would it be germs? I mean, if he's showering, shouldn't know. they all be clean? It's, gro- it's I would say soap. <laughs> it's soap. I would be for it's me, soap. and also for me. Yeah. So I'm really neurotic when it comes. So I wash all my dishes by hand. We have a dishwasher in the apartment, but I wash them all by hand because it's something I just sort of stuck with since L.A. Because, you know, Adam, no fucking apartment has a dishwasher. I, yeah, I, I didn't have dishwasher yeah. in my first apartment. Absolutely. Yeah. So here's the thing, though. When I do wash stuff by hand, I spend twice as long rinsing them because I hate the taste of like soap, like in, in if you get if it's in a cup or something and you get the soap in your mouth, it's like it's in there all day, like it's forever. Yeah. So for me, when I watch this scene, I would more freak out about soap being like shampoo being in there than actual germs. Yeah, yeah, fair. And I I've similarly but different. I've never trusted dishwashers. Literally, I don't trust them. Um, they're fine, but like. I've had friends like who have like you know come over and hung out and they're like Adam why are you washing the dishes before you put them in the dishwasher yeah. like I will scrub Me the too. fuck out of them and then and then I will use the dishwasher but basically I wash them and then the dishwasher is for sanitation yeah. and like it's to get everything out but like I don't I, I don't it literally maybe it grew up because I didn't have good dishwashers I don't trust them I don't they yeah. ne- literally they don't work that well. And you see and all so these commercials with people like, oh, you can put it in with all Bullshit. the food and, and just all you got to do is put this one oxyclue thing in. Yeah, I'm like, no, wrong. Bullshit. You fucking clean that shit off before you put it in. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Wrong. <laughs> you, have, you have to scrub that yeah. shit off and then, it, then it'll work. I think you and I probably, even though we sort of grew up 10 years apart, I think we grew up with probably similar ideas about dishwashers. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, all right. Then we get a tag of George at a Rageaholics meeting. Uh, he does stop by first, swings by, or notices, almost goes into the germaphobes. Haha, we see Putty and Elaine and Peggy there. Um, but then he sees Hanky at the Rageaholics um, from the last scene, even though it was kind of an alcoholics issue, but whatever. George calls him out for skipping steps. And they all laugh at him when Hanky kind of calls out, "No, your head was gonna ruin the neck hole," eh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, that that's all funny. Um, okay, 
I want to kick off my my final discussion. Do, do you do you need me to go first I, I, or what? Here's the thing. I'm coming off such a high from the last two episodes that I feel like I'm not going to be as critical as maybe I need to be on this on this rating here. So, yeah, dude, kick kick us off on on this one. I I kind of need I need a balance. I need to sort of figure out where I'm going to land on this thing. Yeah. All right. I I feel pretty confident about my rating. Um I and I I'm coming off of a five, a four and a half, and a four and yeah, a half. Yeah, you're coming <laughs> so I'm coming off some <laughs> fucking strong shit. But I think so, arguably you're a bit more critical than I am. Yes, I am. And so I kinda like really thought about this episode and where it should fit. Um the good naked, bad naked was probably my favorite stuff of the entire episode. Uh the alcoholic stuff was decent. It just wasn't great. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, Kramer stuff in the shower was only okay. And like I mentioned, I've seen this stuff before from him. And so I was like, okay, we've, I get this, this kind of eccentric water stuff. It's done that been there, etc. And I think that's, what's um, really me throwing me off is making me think is like, I didn't put that together until you mentioned it, you know, and now yeah. it's kind of messing my head up. So when I really try to think about, you know, because, yes, I also came off from a fucking high. Like, I had two amazing episodes before this. But when I really try to think about where does this episode lie, I thought it was solid-ish, but not really not not anything better than a lot of the stuff I've seen before because I'd seen it before. Uh, so ultimately, I landed on three out of five shower salads. Yeah, I'm 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 near that as well. Um, it's 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 a good episode. That's the thing. Like I I do mm-hmm. think it's a fun episode, and three is is higher than you know mid tier. Yeah. And and I I agree. Yeah. I do seem to agree with that assessment. Um, I I feel like it would have maybe scored higher if it was like closer to crappier episodes. But sure. but it just came maybe. off of such a such a high. Um, but. I love Putty. I love Putty's germophobia. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I, my favorite storyline is good good naked, bad naked. Uh, Kramer's stuff, I, I've always remembered this, enjoyed it, but then you added that extra layer of, of you know, we've already seen water storylines before, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I didn't even, I didn't piece that together. Now it's just, it's fucking with me, man, because it's so weird. Like, why are all Kramer's storylines water-based? It's, it's weird, man. Um, George getting obsessed with the apology, I'm fine with. Uh, you yeah. know, um, 80s heartthrob uh, giant peaking in the 80s um, ac- uh, uh. movie star James Spader. Um He's fine. I, I don't think he's underutilized. I don't. I think he could have been maybe more utilized, but it's fine. It's whatever. I enjoy James Spader. And overall, I I originally had this at a 3.5, but I'm going to knock it down a half a point because that water thing was, again, throwing me off. So I'm going to land exactly <laughs> where you are, man. Three stretched cashmere sweaters out of five. Um, still a good episode. Like, still oh, a yeah, fun yeah, yeah. episode. But, Absolutely. but weirdly, it just, you know what? It disappears because we know... Mm-hmm. That we're going to have Festivus next episode. And by the way, as much as I love Festivus, I did just recently, I watch it every Christmas. Not one of my favorite episodes. I do have some problems with it. Whoa, spoiler Spoiler alert. alert. But Festivus, problems or not, it's such a huge fucking episode, right? This in between the the, the betrayal, like, like, and how different that, this just sort of lands, does its job, and then just fades away. Like phase yeah, out of it, memory, uh, you know what I mean? It does its. I love that 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 description. It does its job. A three is a solid Seinfeld score. Yeah. It does its job. It makes me happy. It's not like my most tingling of episodes, but I feel good. Yep, yep. It does it, and then boom, getting us ready for you know Festivus next week. So yeah, I'm I'm confident. I'm I'm with you, man. Three three out of five on this one. It's still a good fucking episode. Yeah, that is. And every episode of 
podcasting after dark is a good episode. That I know for sure, my man. Tell us all about it. Oh, well, I know you love our spinoff show, uh, uh, TV Obscura. So we just so I you do. all know, uh, since this is a TV podcast, Podcasting After Dark uh, also has a, a monthly show called TV Obscura, where we talk about weird TV shows from the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s. Uh, the most recent one of the time of recording here uh, was the uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King slash uh, uh, Matt Houston slash The Insiders episode. But Adam will be on an episode of TV Obscura coming up, probably closer to the date of this being released. And we will be talking about some interesting uh, late 90s cartoons on that one. We're still finalizing what they're going to be, so I don't want to say what they are, but we're going to talk about some stuff. So look for Adam on Podcast After Dark Presents TV Obscura coming up soon. And Adam, what you guys got going on? I know we're recording early, but what you got going on with uh, Throwback Trivia Takedown right now? Uh, So right now we are probably just about to start our um, semifinals. So, oh no, no, we're going to start our quad finals so uh, all right so we have like a play-in round um from all of our patrons and then we've had our round of 32 and then a round of 16 and then i have named our quarter semi and uh finals all for different you know nostalgic things instead of the quarterfinals i've named them the quado finals for Quado, the character yeah. in Total Recall, to- or of AKA Total Recall, Total Recall, and then I have renamed the semifinals until the into the semifinals uh, for the character of Semi in Coming to America, yeah. my favorite comedy of all time, yeah. played by Arsenio Hall, and then the finals I have renamed to the Teddy the Teddy Du Championship, Teddy Du Teddy Du Champ is a character on uh, Stand By Me. So the Teddy Dude Championship um, is the finals on that. I'm, I think I'm so fucking clever. Uh, you I are, mean, it's not even funny. I love them. No, that's great, bro. That's <laughs> fucking awesome. And by the way, speaking of Stand By Me, when you come up to visit, I'm going to take you to that uh, that town where they filmed it. Yes. In. Yeah. Dude, that is, uh, not to say it's one of my favorite of all time, but it is probably one that... I mean, I every every single time I watch that movie, I like it more. Yeah, I love it just yeah, a little yeah, more. Yeah, I'm I'm 100 with you, man. I fucking love Stand by Me. Maybe it might actually be my favorite Stephen King adaptation movie. You're wrong. Oh, oh no. Yep. Yep. I, I know. I know. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> you're, you know what's funny? I don't think I weirdly don't think of Shawshank Redemption as a Stand by Me yeah. uh, story. Weirdly, but you're right. You're right. I. Would of picking the two, I would take uh, uh, Shawshank over Stand By. Yeah, yeah. Sha- yeah. I mean, yeah. Shawshank's my favorite movie of all time. But the thing is, like, Stand By Me is an incredible film. Yeah. Um, I and actually, actually, uh, both The Body and uh, Rita Hayworth and The Shawshank Redemption came in the same, same book. That uh, it's a novel. Like they, they're. It's called Seasons. Oh. And they each have different. Um, kind of. They're all based on different seasons. Winter, spring, summer, and fall, and they all have their own different stories. They've all pretty much been made into different movies by now. I think Apt Pupil was yep. one of them, yeah. and then these are the two, and then maybe there, there's another one. Maybe that, that the fourth one hasn't been made into a movie yet, or if it has, I can't remember. Um, but literally, like, it's an amazing, and I own it. I haven't read through it yet, but it's got two of my favorite movies of all time with with both uh, Stand By Me and Shawshank. I've got to read. I think the only um, uh, you know short story one that he put out that I've read is uh, Skeleton Crew. I read I read those. Ah, okay. Yeah, I think okay. Running Man was in Skeleton Crew because I've read gotcha. it yeah, and I don't. Was... I wouldn't have gone out of my way to read because it's and... so different. It's such a different story than the movie is and quato and running man or no quato's quato sorry that was arnold, arnold. I yeah i know arnold. <laughs> but the thing is yeah running man was a stephen king but he wrote it using the, a pseudonym the bachman yeah exactly it's crazy goddamn stephen king has done so much and his son is the one that like wrote like lock and key and all that kind of stuff oh okay yeah. wow i didn't know that yeah the comic lock and key is by uh stephen yeah, king's, yeah, no, exactly, yeah, stephen exactly. king's son yeah. i i haven't read it but i've heard yeah. that it's awesome yeah 
You know what I've heard? I've heard that all the shows on the BFOP network are fantastic. Yeah. So go go check out Talking Back. Go check out Action Action. Go check out People Don't Forget. Go check out Blast from Our Past. Go check out Comics Underground. Go check out Return Revenge Resurrection. We are growing and we are showing. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> and uh, we will check in with you all next week on our free or on our Patreon exclusive feed with the Strike, a.k.a. The Festivus Episode. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get.